2: Hi, I'm Caroline Ferry, and welcome to this week's episode of My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. This week, I'm talking to Sarah, Sophie, and Ruba, the founders of fairly-made fashion retailer, Birdsong. Here's their story. So, welcome to ASOS, guys. I'm here with Birdsong, and could you all really quickly just introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ruba Halehul. I'm Sophie Slater. I'm Sarah Beckett. Good to have you here in the ASOS Canteen, very (laughs) glamorous. So first of all, it would be really helpful if any of you would be able to tell us how you started your business and what is your business. What's Birdsong? So Birdsong
1: is a marketplace for clothing made by women's organisations, so it's really for women who kind of they expect more now from the clothes that they that they buy so we have no sweatshops and no Photoshop mm-hmm. um, which means that all our clothes are sourced ethically and also we try to use diverse models and we never sort of change their
2: appearance using Photoshop very good and how did you guys meet how did it all begin for you guys
3: So the three of us met on this course, for social innovation, um, about two years ago, and then we all got placed in lots of different places, Um, we worked with a lot of different women and kind of saw the way that funding cuts have been affecting women's organizations and women's charities. And then we came up with this idea where we can have kind of a way for uh, women's organizations to make money that isn't dependent on government funding or philanthropy. So yeah, we started in September of last year. So it's a young business.
2: And have you guys, it is a fashion marketplace. And did you guys have a fashion background or were you more like, which motivated you? Was it to work in the fashion business or was it to work in like a... Ethical, socially responsible business and fashion was just a way in. Which which came first? I think like um,
0: it's a bit of both. Like fashion for us is really exciting and definitely like an interest we'd had. Um, I'd worked in clothes shops as a shop assistant for a number of years when I was a teenager, and I'd ended up working at American Apparel, and I really loved their no sweatshop message, but felt really infuriated by their sort of objectification and sexualisation of women in their adverts. Um, also, when I was a teenager, I had a very short, unsuccessful stint as a model, um, which was great because I got to go around yeah. London on my own when I was 16 <laughs> and uh, like find out about cool fashion magazines that I wouldn't have had access to at home. But again, it was slightly uncomfortable, sort of this notion of having to be a certain size and um, sort of the prevalence of really sort of young, thin, white models that seem to be the status quo of the industry um always gave me food for thought and that's something we really wanted to challenge a little bit and open up our marketplace and our advertising to women who aren't typically visible in the industry
2: and how did it all kick off like you all met on the course but was there like a moment where you all were talking and were like actually do you know what we should do you know like did something happen
1: it was actually kind of completely by accident. So we'd sort of seen the effects that funding cuts were having, as Ruba said, and we never imagined that we'd start our own business. I don't think any of us planned at that point in our lives to start our own businesses. Um, but it kind of we had this idea, and we decided to run with it. And um, we kind of built a really makeshift website and sort of saw how it went. And uh, yeah, it was really exciting. We really enjoyed it. Um, and then we got a bit of funding and suddenly, you know, we realised that like, this is what we wanted to do. And yeah, it was completely unexpected.
2: How did you get funding? How did that all happen? Like, did you go looking for it or did somebody spot you guys? It was actually, I think within 48 hours, we went from having a
0: few chats with a different, few different charities and shaping our ideas around their needs and having all these meetings. Then setting up our website, we grabbed our first bit of stock. We did a market stall. We did a fashion shoot with my mate in the park, which was our first like shoot. And then we created all the content for the website. And the next day, we had like a crowdfunder. So it's when you get a lot of people in a room. And our course is really helpful for this. But they're called the Funding Network, and they basically get those people in a room and they pitch money for you to like donate maybe like a tenner maybe 20 quid but there's a lot of people in the room so we ended up getting about a grand and that was enough to sort of carry it forward um at first but we basically went from an idea to that within 48 hours just went absolutely mad and for it so
2: and it seems that the the people that sell true bird song um it's really diverse you've got like people in the uk people all over the world how did it come about like how did you pick people, can you like kind of let people know who's, who's selling on your marketplace as well?
3: Yeah. so there's about 12 different groups now um, and the way that we found them was a lot through kind of word of mouth, some of them we looked for them online, so about half of them are based in London. There's Hiba Hiba Women's Project, which are women from migrant communities that are seamstresses and they've been around for about 30 years making clothes. Um, There's women recovering from eating disorders and addiction that make jewelry. Uh, There's older ladies that knit. They they knit uh, scarves and jumpers. There's Palestinian and Israeli women. There's women in Malawi, women in Kenya, women in Swaziland yeah is it like where do you where do you stop like how do you decide
2: who makes the cut like is that actually quite difficult because you're obviously people that really care about people and women and fairness generally like do you feel like very overwhelmed by the amount of people you want on board
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, it's 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 always groups of women who have an obvious social mission. So they're supporting women in some in some way, but the ways are quite diverse. Um, but also, it's really important to us. To obviously, have a, like a really high standard of clothes. So like they, we want them to have a social mission, but we also, you know, the products have to be nice and they have to be on trend. Otherwise, people aren't going to buy them. So um, that's what we really look for, and we try to support groups when they're not really at the right standard. We try to support them to kind of get to that standard. So we're trying to kind of. You know, like bring ethical fashion into the mainstream
2: by proving that like it can be nice and it can be on trend and people do want to wear it. Because that is a really interesting point. Because ethical fashion, and I'm probably guilty of it as well, has such a stigma of being quite geeky and like, yeah. you know, like hemp and yeah, definitely kind of a bit yeah. not great. You know, how did you overcome that? And, I
0: think by we're starting to pair more with designers as well who are really challenging those sort of preconceptions of ethical fashion and I think it is a lot of it can be branding and the way we talk and because we're three young women and a lot of what we do is collaborations with our friends like photographers, writers and we try and keep it really fresh and we're always looking for feedback from our customers as well to create something that's because it's three young women and it's not men in suits, it's it's always created from sort of feminist perspective and from a fresh perspective, like a young woman perspective. Um, but we are increasingly working with designers like Alex Noble, helped out with our newest collection, who's worked with Lady Gaga and Trade. So, always trying to get um, designers on board to give those groups a little bit more of a boost if they do need it.
2: And um, did you find it hard to actually set up a business in the? business sense like how did like because that's not everybody's background and it doesn't really sound like that was your background either
3: (laughs) well we were really lucky in the sense that the course that we did and the people that we met along the way we have a lot of really good advisors and really good mentors about all the business stuff Um, and a lot of just like teaching ourselves we spent a lot of time just googling things (laughs) Um, I guess like the best advice we ever got was if you want to be good at something go find out who the best person is at it, track them down and then ask them how they do it and it's amazing how easy it is to like get in touch with people by just tweeting them and saying I really admire you and I want to learn from you, will you help me and usually they'll say yeah. So. <laughs> it's very ballsy, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I think definitely as well um, just kind
1: of I would definitely advise that I mean, that for us, definitely, there were a lot of things that we didn't know how to do um, and if you just kind of, you act like you know what you're doing, people believe you, so I don't think any, we ever thought anyone would take us seriously when we're three, you know, three girls in our early twenties, but as long as you act like you you have it all together, then people do...
0: Just yes for the job, you <laughs> yeah. want sort of thing. Definitely, yeah, and if in doubt, like, we would say,
2: like, ask Mother Google, cause she knows everything, <laughs> so... <laughs> And is there anything along the way in setting up this company that you would have done differently that you think other people would benefit from hearing? Mm, that's a really good question.
3: Um,
0: I think it's hard because we all sort of recently graduated or come from different sort of um, jobs and backgrounds. We have taught ourselves a lot, and it's like a learning curve. So. Maybe we're not sort of far enough yet because everything's been such a great learning experience. Um, Will I ask you this in two years' time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: we've been learning a lot. I guess uh, I would say like when we got money, we we, we felt like yeah we could. Uh, we have money and we're going to be okay and everything's good. I guess just like the one bit of advice I would say is be smart with money Mm -hmm. and with funding and always like pretend that it doesn't exist. And yeah. (laughs) Because this might be too nosy, but do you guys
2: pay yourselves a wage? Like, How do you live?
1: We've been really lucky so far. So um, we had some investment in uh, January. Um, So until then we'd been unpaid but then we managed to pay ourselves for like a good six months which is really lucky because when you're starting out that can be hard. Um, Now we're sort of, yeah, it's kind of like tailed off a little bit but we have like more funding applications going through so hopefully we're going to keep being lucky but yeah it is really kind of like at at the beginning it's tough and you're from like funding application to funding application um, but you know hopefully it's all going to pay off in the end.
0: Yeah I think we've all done our fair share of futon hopping (laughs) and like asking favours from friends who can do stuff on the cheap and we've also all got like freelance projects that sort of build into what we're doing as a whole so it doesn't feel like your mind's too far away from the project at hand and we all do sort of work either in arts or with like women or different sort of charities so that always helps
3: one thing that we found is if you find rich people and ask them for money they tend to give it to you so if you're gonna start your own business you can research all the different grants that you're eligible for and then yeah find wealthy people and ask them for money you can also get a startup loan we didn't do that because none of us were comfortable going into debt but it's absolutely something you can do
2: Very interesting I might hit up a few people for a loan myself and so like as part of this company at ASOS we have like a marketplace which is established and stuff yours is smaller do you have goals for yours to be bigger like what's the ambition and what's the future of the business
1: yeah definitely I mean at the moment so at the moment we have just over 10 suppliers but we'd like to have you know like a hundred plus and become like yeah a real kind of hot spot for women who want to buy ethically and want to have a whole like a wide range of clothes so that's the goal.
2: And is it always going to be fashion?
3: Yeah I think so. Um, Ideally we'd like to become experts on like all the different women's groups that make products and then one day brands and designers can come to us and we can tell them where they can have their stuff made. yeah, another exciting thing that we want to tell you about that we're doing we're launching a press campaign uh, called Hashtag As We Are so we have found women who are kind of not very visible in fashion and in media and are underrepresented um, and we're we've cast them as birdsong models but instead of objectifying them, we're showing them as named and celebrated individuals and they're really amazing, inspiring women. We have Edna who's an 86 year old knitter we've got Sophia who's a food blogger and a (laughs) cheesemonger we've got Charlie who's a trans rights activist, she runs this amazing project called Nail Transphobia Um, who we got? Yeah we've got Hannah Youssef who is on um, bbc Three's Is Britain
0: Racist documentary this week and she's a hijabi feminist campaigner and educator so we're looking to crowdsource sort of get more people from the general public and um, sort of asking women who they'd like to see on posters as well and Brilliant. if it all goes really well we want to cover the london tube in these posters so look okay, out for I hope a crowdfunding
2: that. campaign soon fantastic um, i suppose you've given loads of really good tips throughout is there anything else that you wish you'd been told when you were starting a business Is there any tips you'd like to give anybody else? Um, It can feel really, really scary when you first start
0: and it can feel like the end of the world if you, I don't know, accidentally clash meetings or don't want to pick up the phone to ring someone. But I think just go for it and have confidence in yourself because not everyone's like born with the knowledge or the contacts that you need at all and it is a lot of hard work but if you put your mind to it you can definitely do it so
3: um i think if you want to do something don't ever think that you're too young or too inexperienced you don't have to wait like i always thought i would have to be in work for 10 15 years before i can start my own thing but you can do it now Um, just be confident and be ready to learn just work really hard and learn from other people and just contact your heroes ask them questions my final question how do you find working
2: with your friends is it hard, (laughs) is it good
1: it's really good, like we're so lucky that um, yeah, we managed to form a team and you know, we were already really good friends because I know that can be a real struggle, um, so yeah, we're really lucky but I definitely think uh, one piece of advice is like, divide up the roles really well because um, it can be really hard, especially when you're friends, Like you all want to do everything together. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> How do you guys divide it up, your roles? it took us a while yeah. like, it took, I think it took us a good six months to work out exactly who should do what role and it's hard and I think, I think maybe it needs to take that long to work out especially when you don't all come from like backgrounds that would put you in necessarily like a really specific role and you're quite young um, but just you know work it out
2: try different things and you settle into it in time well that's been very useful and very inspiring thank you so much for coming in today great thanks so thank much you. thanks guys And that was the Birdsong Girls' Big Idea. Make sure to download next week's episode to hear how more inspiring women are making their big ideas happen. Find us on Acast, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. Till next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods